Hello and welcome to the Irish NFL Show. My name is Shane Brennan and thank you very much for joining me this week. As we look forward to what is probably the best of the European slot of games this week as the Miami Dolphins play against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm delighted to have David Fiorales from the South Florida Sun Sentinel joining me to talk all things Dolphins. David, how are things in Frankfurt for you this morning? Oh, wonderful. I'm loving the weather. It's uh, nice and cool. Uh, uh, cloudy, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm used to the heat and humidity, so a nice little change up, even if it is uh, uh, just starting off in November here. So, uh, And I'm looking forward to a great game between two six and two teams. Yeah, it looks like it's... It, I'm really, really looking forward to this matchup, and uh, it looks like it's going to be an absolutely top quality, uh, top quality on the field, but when we talk about games in Europe, I think a lot of the talking points has been around how they prepare and what the approach each team is taking to traveling across the Europe. I know the Bills is one team that definitely seems to have got it wrong and they sort of blamed a lot of their uh, bad performances this year on how they mismanaged their, their traveling to London where uh, the Ravens, for example, is one team that got a particularly spot on. And I understand there's a difference between how the Dolphins and Chiefs are approaching this game. The Chiefs, I, I don't see any evidence of Chiefs being in Frankfurt, whereas the Dolphins... Uh, have been in Germany, I believe, since Wednesday. Are you confident in how the Dolphins are approaching the travel to Germany? Or what uh, What is your feelings around that? Yeah, I, I like what they did, uh, and that's me personally as well because I got some extra days uh, to travel. And I think the players did too, and they appreciated it for that same reason as well as uh, just getting uh, further acclimated over a lengthier period of time uh, overseas. So. Uh, they actually left Miami uh, Monday evening, sort of a similar flight. I had a separate flight, but um, uh, similar schedule to what I did. So Monday evening, and then with the time change, you end up um, waking up Tuesday morning in Germany. So that's what the Dolphins did. And then they had Tuesday, although some of them needed to catch up on some sleep, maybe couldn't get their sleep on the plane. I know I couldn't because I was right next to the kitchen that was behind me as a uh, on those international flights, they serve dinner and breakfast. So they were constantly going. And then in a, on a huge plane, uh, they had a lot of people to serve. They were, uh, the, um, uh, what do you call them? The uh, flight attendants were going in and out uh, chatting. So I didn't get much sleep. But uh, but it was a comfortable plane ride. And then I think for the Dolphins, uh, yeah, they like to uh, get to uh, tour Frankfurt a little bit, see the city, uh, have that Tuesday player off day to do all the touristy things. And then, uh, just get to work starting Wednesday morning. So we talked to a lot of the players uh, after practice, and uh, they like to have that time uh, in Frankfurt and then now are going to be further along in, in the, on the timeline of getting acclimated, whereas, well, the Chiefs, their first practice will be on Friday. They will be in Germany Friday, so I assume they're traveling uh, maybe sort of similar now, maybe after their Thursday practice in Kansas City. So it's going to be a, a quick turnaround to their Friday practice, whereas the Dolphins get more of a normal uh, practice schedule Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, already in the same location. Don't have to go take a nine hour, maybe for Kansas City, it's like 10 plus hours uh, to get there to Frankfurt. So uh, the Dolphins will be ahead of schedule in that regard and then just take everything normal. Spending a week uh, here in Germany and Javon Allen, the safety said it's like a, a free vacation. So I think the players enjoy it from that standpoint too. Yeah. And just with the videos I've seen, the guys just seem to be appreciating walking around Frankfurt and sort of being free citizens for a while. But I hear that the Marquez van Scatling on the Chiefs side of things says that it sucks that they have to to go play the the, the Dolphins in Frankfurt. And I obviously when when this when the schedule is originally drawn up, is meant to be an arrowhead. Do you are you confident or are you appreciative of the fact that the Dolphins have to play the Chiefs in Frankfurt and not Arrowhead? You does that uh, does that home advantage that you that the Dolphins have sort of dodged that is can be very powerful for the Chiefs. 
Well, I'll tell you, I asked Tyreek Hill after the uh, last Sunday's game against the Patriots because it, the, the page immediately turns to, well, now he's facing his former team. He said he was actually pissed at first that he didn't go to, <laughs> to, to go back to Arrowhead and face the Chiefs over there. So I think well, when he knew that the Dolphins, the first Dolphins-Chiefs matchup that he would have well, would be this season, I think he was probably looking forward to going and visiting Kansas City, going to Arrowhead and playing in that stadium. But uh, then I, I think he also has appreciated that uh, the, the chance to uh, go overseas and play this game in Germany on an international platform, like a lot of the players. So we're gonna actually going to hear from him later today. So that'll be interesting to see what he says on that front. But uh, yeah, I think it is a huge advantage. Uh, for years, actually, the Dolphins would lose a lot of their home games to this international schedule. A lot of the games that they played in London, I think they've played five times previously there. I'll have to check that stat. But uh, all most of those, I believe four of them, were uh, home games that they had on their schedule that were always lost. So this is a rare occasion where it's flipped. And then now, uh, as opposed to where it's always been Dolphins and Jaguars, maybe a few other teams are the ones that are getting sent uh, internationally now it's a set schedule where a uh, rotation where every team within I believe it's eight years has to uh, go overseas and travel and play an international game so the games get spread out and then now you end up with a really prime matchup between the Chiefs and Dolphins so good for the international fan base and uh, growing the game in Germany absolutely like I said this is a, a huge match between two teams who are six and two in the uh, running for the AFC top spot but I think one of the big question marks over the Dolphins this season is their ability to really pull out wins against elite op- or elite teams. I mean, they've had no problem beating down the the Broncos and the Giants and and the Patriots, but and they managed to eke out a, a close win against the Chargers on Week One. But when it came to playing against the Bills, they got blown out by twenty eight points. When they came against playing came playing against the Eagles, it ended up being a thirty one seventeen loss. So this is the third time. This season that the Dolphins have faced against elite opposition and the cert they're currently sitting at 0 2. What is it about those kind of elite teams that the Dolphins can't seem to negotiate as well as negotiating uh, all the other teams that they probably should be beating? Yeah. So 0 and 2 so far against winning teams, 6 0 against losing teams. So they beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and then they've struggled so far in their uh, bigger games. So uh, first one, you're, you're traveling to Buffalo. That's always a tough environment. Now, the Dolphins did play the Bills tough in three games last season, both at home, won the home game, uh, then on the road in the snow last year, which is tough for the Miami Dolphins. They're so used to the warm weather. Uh, and they actually hung tough. They were winning in parts of that game. It was 32-29, a great back-and-forth game. And then the, even the playoff game, down to third-string quarterback Skylar Thompson with Tua Tungavailoa in concussion protocol, that one was also a one-score game. And uh, they had a lead uh, late in the third quarter of that one as well. So it's it's just been tough sledding against those uh, tougher teams. They've uh, the Bills and Eagles. They beat them at the line of scrimmage in those games. Uh, really, one one thing I've noticed is that the Dolphins have protected Tua so well in all their wins. And then in those two games, well, they gave up four sacks uh, against the Bills, nine quarterback hits, also four sacks against the Eagles. So uh, tough defensive lines, pass rushes have gotten to the Dolphins. And, and they're actually overall so good in, in minimizing the sacks allowed. They're one of the better teams in that. Tua also with his quick release playing a role in, in that. But they've got a little bit of a banked up offensive line. Maybe they get a left tackle to on Armstead back for this game. Right tackle Austin Jackson has been great for them. Former first round pick who has uh, tried to shut off the, the bus label. And uh, he has uh, done that so far this season. Uh, but well, right guard Robert Hunt, he's got his hamstring issue that he's working through. Connor Williams, the center. Uh, he missed actually both of those games, the Eagles and the Bills. So uh, he kind of anchors that offensive line. So having him 
return from a groin injury would be immense for this 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 team. And there were also already going to be down left guard Isaiah Wynn, who's on IR. So a little bit banged up, trying to get healthy on the offensive line, and that'll be a huge key against Chris Jones and the and the Chiefs defensive front. Yeah, and considering that as we're talking, the, the trade deadline has only just gone by. Are you surprised that the Dolphins didn't go for uh, any offensive linemen in, uh, in near the trade deadline? Because as you mentioned, Teron Armstead and Connor Williams are kind of knocked out. I know they're, they're not necessarily season-ending injuries, and of course you have to think long-term when it comes to these players. But I think a lot of fans were expecting some form of movement on the, uh, before the trade deadline for an offensive lineman. Yeah, um, and... Mike McDaniel took the uh, belief, in, and I, I share this, actually. I, I've shared this on my social media, that the Dolphins are already making the best acquisitions uh, they can at, at or around the trade deadline, and the players are getting back from injuries. So uh, star quarterback Jalen Ramsey, he just debuted for the team uh, last Sunday against the Patriots. He played his first game as a Dolphin because he got traded in the offseason uh, from the Rams, tore the meniscus in his left knee in late July, so just a second practice of training camp, came back from that three months later. So he's now in the mix. Uh, they just got him the last game before the trade deadline. So if you look at it that way, yeah, he was a trade deadline pickup. And then now Xavier Howard, he was injured with a groin injury, so he wasn't playing opposite Jalen Ramsey. Now he's going to be back, and they potentially are going to play their first game together. So you have that secondary going. You have Teron Armstead. They just opened a practice window for him, so maybe he's able to return. If not, it'll be down the other side of the bye. So you're getting him back. Devon Achan, the rookie phenom who took off in that week three game against the Broncos, that was 70-20. to 20. He's been on the IR for the last three games. He's got to miss one more. So then after the bye, he's eligible to return. So you're getting all these players back. Mike McDaniel sort of took it as those are the best trade deadline acquisitions we can make because we don't give up anything to get those players back. So uh, if anything, maybe a guard would have been good because the at left guard, the Isaiah Wynn did go down and he was sort of a revelation after they picked him up from uh, four years as a tackle with the Patriots, and he was solid in the preseason and uh, start of this regular season. But the Dolphins do also believe in uh, building and developing their own offensive linemen. They've done it so far with Austin Jackson at right tackle. Uh, Liam Meikenberg is trying to work his way up. He's been been also backing up Williams at center. Uh, they have Robert Jones, Lester Cotton there that can fill in for the time being. Maybe Wynn can come back before the season is over. Uh, so if any move, then that might have been one word that I would have looked at. But also, uh, general manager Chris Greer uh, really wants Mike McDaniel to have a first-round pick because in two drafts that Mike McDaniel has, has uh, been the Dolphins coach, he has not been able to select someone in the first round. Uh, one year, a huge trade package that was sent to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill. First-round pick was involved in that one. And then last year's trade deadline, Chris Greer did make the big move, uh, acquiring Bradley Chubb with uh, a first-round pick. And then the other first-round pick that the Dolphins own, their own, uh, that was forfeited because of the tampering violations in the uh, Tom Brady uh, uh, tampering uh, findings that the uh, NFL uh, did find. So, and, and the Dolphins set the, their uh, 49ers first rounder that they had from a previous trade uh, over to Denver for Bradley Chubb. So it uh, looks like Mike Daniel finally will be able to select in the first round. Yeah, you were mentioning earlier uh, Mike McDaniel's view on the players coming back to trade that done. It's a brilliantly physical, philosophical approach that we've gone to appreciate from Mike McDaniel. And like I said, it's uh, he's doing a brilliant job considering he hasn't had a first round draft pick to to build a team around it's been incredibly potent particularly on offense and I think when a lot of fans are flying over to Germany that's what they're really looking forward to seeing Tua in action seeing Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert I mean how how good are these guys really clicking this year what is it that's really made them click this year more than any other I know we had the Tua injury problems last year and I know in the first half of last year the Dolphins were uh, were 
particularly excellent as well. But it seems that this year that when they become unstoppable, they really know how, how to fire on. And I'm sure a lot of fans, particularly Dolphins fans, are dying to see this completely take apart the Chiefs this weekend. Yeah. And you mentioned something there that I, I want to ask you about. So uh, are a lot of fans from across Europe, do they fly into Germany? Like, is that how it works when, whether it's in London? Well, or... it's, uh, it, it, when it comes to London, I was at two of the London games and a lot of fans from everywhere comes over. I mean, as I was in planes full uh, fly, uh, fans coming over from Ireland and a lot of people actually come from Germany to London to, to watch the games. But in Germany, the difference is you cannot get tickets. They are ridiculously difficult to come across, no matter where it was, when it was the, the Bucks and the Seahawks last year in Munich and the two games this year. It, the appetite for, and as well as that, based on soccer, fan culture in Germany is the best in the world, really, when it comes to, to people getting there. So the appetite for tickets is immense, particularly for this game because of the uh, because of the Dolphins and the Chiefs. But there will be a lot of... Um, Dolphins and Chiefs fans flying in from all over Europe. Um, like there will be a lot coming in from the UK who probably enjoy the fact that it's a it's a game in in Germany. Uh, we know there's a there's a large Dolphins contingent in Spain that will probably be heading over as well. So it'll be a be a decent crew coming around. Very cool. Yeah, I saw maybe a few uh, Dolphins fans on on my flight, um, but but maybe not so many early in the week because me and the media have to cover the Dolphins throughout the whole week of practice. So maybe some will be coming later, but. Uh, definitely, I would imagine a lot of uh, a lot of fans in Europe uh, that you know, because the Dolphins do have a strong following, I believe, uh, throughout Europe. I see a lot of London fans, and you mentioned Spain, so I think that'll be exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the fanfare is like uh, uh, here in uh, Frankfurt uh, for this game, and whether one side is uh, leading the uh, fan contingent or not between the Chiefs and Dolphins. Uh, so, because I know also the Chiefs have to have a large international following after they just won a Super Bowl, you know, the second in a few years here. Uh, but the uh, the Dolphins' offense, uh, yeah, really clicking. And, I mean, it's just speed across the board when you look at uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, who's not going to be playing in this game. But uh, these guys are all, all putting up, uh, I, I don't know where the current standings rank, but at one point they had the top six fastest in-game ball-carrying speeds recorded. Uh, maybe someone has entered there since, since uh, that stat was, was out. Uh, I haven't uh, checked again, but... Uh, it's just phenomenal. And it's different players too. It's not like it's Tyreek Hill getting all these. I mean, it's Tyreek Hill and then it's Devon Achan going the other way and Raheem Mostert uh, put, could be punching one in or uh, taking one from uh, from several yards out. So uh, just so many weapons. It's it's really difficult to account for all the speed. And when you have two receivers like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, yes, Tyreek Hill requires so much attention, but then Jalen Waddle would be a number one receiver on uh, at least half the the NFL teams, and he's a number two receiver in Miami because Tyreek Hill is there. They just played the Patriots, which Bill Belichick is famous for always taking away the top target that a team has. So he did that successfully week two against uh, Tyreek Hill, held him to forty yards a season low. Uh, now, when you do that, you have Jalen Waddle, who's gonna it's gonna open things up for him. But the Dolphins had both Hill and Waddle surpassed 100 yards against the Patriots uh, last Sunday. So, And that was something that the Patriots had not allowed to one receiver in any game. They allowed two to do it against uh, them uh, just this past Sunday. Yeah, and obviously as a Patriots fan, I wanted to try and not talk about how bad they've been this season because the Dolphins have been much, much better. And, and rightly so. I mean, they've been uh, a brilliant team. But um, I was talking to a Chiefs writer a couple of weeks ago and he sort of suggested because we were talking, at the time we were talking about Tashmer Holmes and how the Chiefs are approaching make sure that he is fit and healthy and I know that the Dolphins have a somewhat similar problem with two and he suggested that the 
the way the Chiefs have been playing this year, they haven't actually been going really into their offensive playbook. That they've been, I won't say conservative, but they've been playing in a certain way that is designed to almost protect Patrick Mahomes so he doesn't get injured so that by the time they get into the playoffs, they can just unleash all hell. And then all these plays and all these brilliant attacking moves that the Chiefs can unleash once they reach it to the business end of the season. When it comes to how the Dolphins have been playing this year, do you think there's been a sense in their play design that has been designed to protect uh, two or more from, not necessarily from giving him more time in the pocket of the pass, but actually making sure that he doesn't get injured and that he stays healthy for the entire season? Or are the Dolphins just going hell for leather and trying to do their best from the very start anyway? Yeah, okay. so I think that there's a couple aspects to that question. Play design, uh, I think Mike McDaniel, sure, he has shown different wrinkles of the offense, so many times throughout the season, but whenever I think of, oh boy, did they want to show that in that moment? I think he just has so much in his mind, so much in his playbook that he's got to just have stuff for every team. Um, I think my phone in my hotel is... <laughs> That's brilliantly 1990s. That's great. <laughs> Don't mind that. Um, so, but And then from the, the Tua standpoint... Yeah, keeping him healthy for the entire season is uh, such a critical component to the year because just last season, uh, he missed, what, five and a half games uh, due to concussions. It was two different concussions that he had, at least. Uh, a lot of people think he also maybe suffered one in that uh, Bills game in week three that preceded the first one where it was an ugly sight that he was on the field motionless for, for a while before he was stretched off and sent to a, a University of Cincinnati uh, medical facility. So, um he took jujitsu actually during the offseason. A lot of was made of that so that he could learn how to contort his body in more beneficial ways as he goes down uh, to keep his head in uh, more uh, protected uh, positions uh, as he as he gets taken down uh, from from sacks from hits. So uh, so much energy was devoted in the offseason to making sure Tua stays healthy, and then now uh, that's obviously a, a huge sticking point. They try to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Tua makes sure. To be conscious of that, the offensive line has been improved and has been uh, pass protecting better. But in those two games that I mentioned, the uh, the Bills and the Eagles, their pass rushes were able to get to Tua a little bit. Uh, but he came out of it healthy. Uh, he's rolling his body, whatever he's got to do when he's going down, getting the ball out quicker whenever he can. Uh, and then also, yeah, the play design uh, helps as well in uh, in keeping him healthy. Yeah, and before we start to talk about the defense, just to, to finish off on Tua, I mean, is this the best season he has played so far in, in terms of showing everything that he can do in all of his arsenal? Because I think that the Dolphins' offense and that he's leading is, is particularly strong. He seems to be more of a spiritual leader of, of the guys around him. And it, it seems that when they really get going, they are n- nothing can stop these guys. What is it about Tua that you think is, uh, has changed this year in terms of his on-field presence? Well, it's just second year in an offense. So, um, I mean, you saw glimpses of it last year, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He already uh, led the NFL in passer rating last season, uh, despite missing the time. And then even having his ups and downs in the year. If you remember the Sunday night game against the Chargers, the uh, loss at San Francisco, which a 49ers defense, they're going to do that to a lot of teams. Uh, So he did have some struggles, but still mostly very good. And then just second year in an offense where, Tua has never had the same offensive coordinator back-to-back seasons. This is the first time he's ever had that. So from Coach Mike McDaniel, who's an offensive mind, offensive coordinator Frank Smith, quarterbacks coach Daryl Bevel, all of them, that continuity. Uh, going back through college, 
even at Alabama, his offensive coordinator changed every year. And uh, that was also uh, the same his first several seasons in Miami. So uh, having that consistency helps Tua. And uh, now it's just he's mastering this offense. So leading in most uh, offensive can- categories. The other thing, he's got to get the interceptions down. Uh, he, so he is on a pace to set his own personal high in interceptions. But, hey, sometimes that comes with uh, you know, throwing the ball downfield more like he's doing leading the NFL in yards per attempt. And then, uh, so sometimes hey, you, you, you take a few more risks, but what, one thing he does do is he always bounces back from those interceptions to uh, usually lead a touchdown drive uh, the following series. Yeah. And this to start talking about the defense now. I mean, uh, Vic Banjo has uh, set up things to me. Ben, but don't break. And I was, uh, believe it or not, I actually stayed up last night watching the last, or the fun game of the World Series as the Texas Rangers beat the Arizona D-backs. And, it was, in that game, it was a classic case of Ben, but don't break. The Diamondbacks kept getting hits, but they couldn't get a run. And I think uh, we watched that the way Vic Fangio set up the Miami Dolphins defense at the start of the year. It was trying to sort of be Ben, but don't break. But they still managed to ship, what was it, 34 points against the Chargers and uh, managed to ship 40-plus points against the Bills. Things seem to be improving somewhat over the, over the last couple of weeks on the defensive side of the ball, but um, there seems to be... A, like I think people needed to be patient to let them build up. I think they're now up to 15th in total yards allowed per game. When it comes to the defensive side of things, what is it? Or are you confident that they have enough to stop a Chiefs that will probably be out for a statement win after getting beaten down by the Broncos last week? I mean, the, the Chiefs are probably going to bring more to this game than uh, than they would to any regular old matchup. What is it about? Are you confident that the defense is growing into the season enough? to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes to less than 20 points. And credit to you for staying up to watch the World Series. I'm interested in it as well. Uh, As a a baseball fan, I grew up playing baseball in uh, in the States, Uh, but uh, I couldn't stay up for – I don't know how you guys do it over here in Europe when it's uh, 2 a.m. starts or or whatever for for games. Yeah, it's Sunday Night Football has me well-trained for for starting (laughs) – for watching games at 1 a.m. Okay, yeah. I had to get up on me to, to work on a German time schedule. <laughs> so well, I just woke up and found out that the Rangers won. So uh, th- that's how I did it, uh, even though I, I was very interested. But, uh, yeah, basketball season two. Right? <laughs> so you, all those games are at night in uh, in uh, in Europe or in America, and then even later in the morning uh, uh, over here. Uh, so, yeah, Vic Fangio's uh, defense has had its, its struggles, and uh, you bring up a good point in the Chiefs uh, now coming off a loss. Similar thing that happens against the Eagles. The Eagles had their one loss of the season against the Jets the week prior to facing the Dolphins, and then obviously they got an amped up Eagles team. So I think the Dolphins now at this point would be uh, better equipped. Uh, that I, I didn't watch that whole uh, Chiefs-Broncos game. I was just finishing up my Dolphins-Patriots coverage and saw sort of just that what the score was at the end. So I mean, that appears concerning. It is a division win and uh, for the Broncos. And, you know, those games, those opponents, they know each other a lot better. So crazy things can happen. But uh, but I know the Chiefs had a huge streak that was snapped uh, against the Broncos in that same series. So it is interesting that they pulled that off. So, yeah, the Chiefs will be fired up. Uh, I think the Dolphins now having a couple of these bigger games under their belt, uh, having, having that experience, they might be better suited to uh, handle this. But... Uh, it, yeah, it's going. It was going to be a challenge, regardless. Now, maybe even a little bit more so because the Chiefs are uh, a little bit extra motivated coming off a loss. Yeah, and look, it's it's going to be a fantastic game, whatever way you spin it. But I think before I let you go, David, and I understand you're uh, you've a lot of things to be covering during your uh, time in Germany, which I hope you enjoyed. 
who do we think has the edge in this game? Because it, it, it's the big question between two of, if not the two best teams in the NFL. Who do we think has the edge uh, coming into to this clash and why? Okay, so uh, I went back and forth with who I was picking. I mean, weeks ahead, I was thinking, okay, when this game comes, especially after they lost to the Bills, I said, okay, I'm picking them to lose to the Eagles. And when they play the Chiefs, I'm picking them to, to lose to the Chiefs. But uh, now after uh, seeing that performance against the Broncos, just that they are capable of uh, falling uh, to that level that, hey, they're not like these super, uh, some super team that just can bring it every week. Now, we did just say they might come out a little bit more motivated coming off that loss, but just seeing that they are a little vulnerable. Um, and then also the Dolphins, I believe, getting in early, that'll be advantageous for them. I do have the Dolphins. I picked in uh, my paper, the Sun Sentinel. Dolphins winning 27-24, to 24, a very tight, exciting game. And uh, I think the experience from uh, having played two tougher teams and losing to them, two other contenders, maybe hearing the narrative that, okay, well, these Dolphins, they're not ready for uh, prime time for the big, bigger games, those bigger opponents, because they lost to the Eagles and the Bills. I think they really want to prove that wrong as much as they say they don't pay attention to the narrative outside. They know it. Mike McDaniel's aware of it. He has answered to uh, that question. So I know he is probably drilling it to the team as well. So maybe it is a motivating factor, and I think they they pull this one out. And then uh, they end up uh, the number one seed at this point going into the bye, which is uh, a huge deal for Miami uh, getting to 7-2 at this point in the season, halfway through. That's brilliant. Well, look, we're, we're, we are very much looking forward to this game. I mean, even if it was being played in the States, I'd be looking forward to it. But the fact that it's being played here in Europe is uh, is tremendously exciting. The uh, Dolphins play against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in Frankfurt on uh, on Sunday at 2.30 Irish time. And we'll be keeping an eye on it. David Fiorone is from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Thank you very much for taking the time out to join us. And I really hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Germany. Thank you. I sure will.